knows New York. He is New York. Cred that the others don't have. Curtis Lewa. Talk Radio 77 WABC. What are you talking about, Lou? Why are you playing a song that advocates war resistance and being a pacifist? Don't you know that even though a year ago we put our tails between our legs under the orders of the President of the United States, Joe Biden, and abandoned ship in Afghanistan, losing that 20-year war, it does not mean that we should not be involved in wars. That's part of America's history. And, you know, I rarely, if ever, thank the Schmaltepots Chuck E. Cheese Schumer. But yesterday he called us to order. Just blocks away from the studios here at WABC. I know, I know, ladies and gentlemen, you're having your lunch right now, a lunchtime edition of WABC. But you may have to put down your liverwurst sandwiches. You may have to join this national appeal to join the war against the destructive lantern flies. Yes, let me tell you, Chuck Schumer yesterday stood before a phalanx of reporters and microphones and, of course, cameras. He's like Lenslice. But this wasn't about Chuck Schumer. This wasn't about being a Democrat or Republican, a Bidenite, a Trumpite, or even a free agent as an independent. This was a call to order. We lost in Afghanistan, but Chuck insists that we will win in this war against the dreaded lanternfly. They don't hurt humans, but they destroy plant life. Our wineries on Long Island are very much afraid that they will spread out there. We've got to stop them in time before they decimate our trees, our agricultural crops, and our plants. Private Curtis Lewa Beetle Bailey reporting for duty. I heard the call to arms. Now that we have launched a war against the lanternfly, you know what we need. In every war, we need a czar or a czarina in charge. I mean, let's face it. We thought we were going to win the war on drugs. You remember, Lou, the PSAs. You remember the endless appearances of police officers in the D.A.R.E. program telling you, Lou, don't use drugs. Don't even take a puff of marijuana. Remember, there was Sergeant Friday of Dragnet. We were out there. Richard Nixon said that he would drop plumes of poisons on the fields of Mexico. The Michoacan, the Acapulco Gold, the Maui Waui, the Hindu Kush. He declared war on Chichen Chong, but just recently what happened just two years ago at the annual Cannabis Bowl in Amsterdam. America announced that it was surrendering. Like uh, General Lee to General Grant at Appomattox, we decided that we would legalize and we would normalize the process. Cheech and Chong won that battle, too. So do you know, Lou, 
that there's no better person to lead us in this war against the lanternfly than Chuck Schumer. Because Schumer's father, if you grew up in Brooklyn, knew that he was an exterminator on Avenue R. And at a very young, tender age, Chuck's father said to him, I'd like you to follow in my footsteps and be an exterminator. And that was a scar on Chuck's soul because he said no to his father as he went to Madison High School and began to climb the political ladder to eventually the most powerful position in America, majority leader of the Democrats in the Senate, making decisions because of the impairment of President Joe Biden. Now, he is calling upon the image of his father, who was the exterminator, to launch this war, first with a supplement of $22 million. $22 million, but there's a promise of more to come. He has virtual signal dust. You know what that means, Lou? Of course, you don't know what virtue signaling is. Chuck Schumer has given us the practice of publicly expressing opinions or sentiments intended to demonstrate one's good character. We know he has good character. And the moral correctness of one's position on a particular issue to destroy the lantern flies in our lifetime. It's noticeable how often virtual signaling consists of saying you hate things. And yesterday before National Press Corps, Chuck Schumer threw down the gauntlet and said... He hates the lantern fly. So what are we to do for our generation of young people who just want to sit on their casual convertible couches, play video games all day, and not go out and fight? This is what we must do. Introduce them to the book that we were forced to read in junior high school, the literary classic. Now, I'm not mentioning Sid Rosenberg's books in that book now, whatever it's called. No! Lord of the Flies, remember we had to read it. It was required reading in junior high school. A group of boys stranded on a deserted island, left to their own human and moral devices. You want to be a Lord of the Flies, Lou? An L-O-T-F? Get your zero-flying insect trap, your bud-zapping machines that will track down these lantern flies and destroy them in our lifetime. And in addition... It will trap those dreaded West Nile mosquitoes that are plaguing communities in Staten Island, Queens, and Bronx. Every night they're getting bombed like Robert Duval in Apocalypse Now saying he loves the smell of geet in the morning. And yes, say it ain't so, Lou, say it ain't so. The West Nile virus mosquitoes have invaded Rye. Scarsdale, Larchmont, because they seek rich blood. Not iron-poor blood that they were getting in Staten Island, Queens, and the Bronx. We must stop them in their tracks. We must trap the mosquitoes, the fruit flies, the gnats, but especially the leader of the pack, the lantern flies. Look, you could be sitting in your house tonight or laying up in your bed like I was. And I was haunted in my house that my own family had turned against me. I saw one of these red-spotted lantern flies on the windowsill. We have 18 rescue cats. Normally, cats are at the ready. They pounce on any insects. No, because they had been brainwashed by my wife, Nancy, the animal rights activist, who will not harm the uh, 
the wings of any of God's creatures, including these insects, the lanternflies. She is leading the war resistor movement, the pacifist movement, and the cats would not pounce. So as I crawled into bed for my three hours of sleep, I said, what can we finally do to free our, ourselves of this mortal enemy, the lanternfly? I said, ah, flies like light. That's why you see moths and flies and mosquitoes swarming around lights on a hot summer's night. It is a tantalizing trap that no fly can resist. It is time, Lou. We have to man up, woman up, non-binary up. We can't leave them out. We have to non-binary up. We have defeated a fruit fly invasion just last year. Think about it. In Christmas, because of the lockdown uh, and pandemic of COVID-19, you were receiving fruit baskets in the mail, delivered by three-day parcel express. And when they were being delivered, you noticed that you opened up those fruit baskets that you hated. You never wanted to get a fruit basket. In fact, if you had enemies in your life, relatives and friends that you really despised and loathed, you would send them a fruit basket. What a lousy gift. But last year, when they were opened up, it was infested with fruit flies. They were everywhere. So what did I do? I put out bowls of apple cider vinegar and bug-repellent candles. It was unpleasant for a while, but very effective. Remember, Lou, when Zelensky recently gave out Kalishnikovs to the brave Ukrainians fighting against the Russian menace of the T-2 tanks and Putin? Remember, every man, woman got a Kalishnikov and became part of the Ukrainian resistance. I suggest that you join me in solidarity, Lou, and that we stand out there and we give out fly swatters. Now, I know... It's very difficult to fly, find fly swatters. It was part of our household in the 60s and 70s. But I want to impose upon America the Defense Production Act. And just like recently when Joe Biden imposed the Defense Production Act to try to get us the badly needed baby formula, no, that didn't work. But we can do this for fly swatters or the old-fashioned way, Lou. I don't know if you were around at the time. My uncle, Ralphie, was out in the porch. He was at the picnic table, and there was one fly, one fly buzzing around his head, around and around. Every one of you out there have been in this position before. This one fly would not leave you alone. You swatted it with your hands. You did everything. You moved around. The fly followed you. You had no idea why that fly was on you like white on rice. Take a newspaper. I know very few people have the hard copy of newspapers, but I would be more than happy to lend you my clutter supply. As my Uncle Ralphie said in 1966, look, don't use the sports page on the back page because I haven't read Dick Young yet. Use the front page. And he would swat that fly. And everybody would cheer. Yeah, Uncle Ralphie, hero. He took out that fly. So instead of pesticides, pesticides, let's bring back the old fly tapes. Remember, Lou, you would go into a hardware store, and Mr. McGillicuddy would be proud that in every nook, cranny, and corner of his retail store, you could see the fly tapes hanging. 
You could see the residual effect, the flies that had been stuck to the fly tape. They should hang from every light chandelier as a badge of solidarity. It's not discreet, and it shows you to other Americans that you mean business. So whether it's house flies, lantern flies, fruit flies, or stray moths, we must put aside the fact that you are a Democrat or Republican, a Trumpite or a Bidenite, independent and autonomous, you must give up your free agent status and join General Chuck Schumer reporting for duty in this war against this nemesis, the Lantern. Could I hear General Schumer again? A call to order yesterday to all Americans. They don't hurt humans, but they destroy plant life. Our wineries on Long Island are very much afraid that they will spread out there. We've got to stop them in time before they decimate our trees, our agricultural crops, and our plants. Lou, he forgot one very important category of agricultural development that would get him more allies, more conscripts, and more volunteers. What about everyone's homegrown product? Lou, think of all the homegrown marijuana being grown in backyards that would be destroyed by the lantern flocks. Think of how they would work their way into the basements where there is, oh, oh there, there is growth taking place as people tap electricity, and it's homegrown. And let me just share with you a situation that occurred yesterday here in the historic studios of WABC as we await the celebration, the beginning of September, of our 100th anniversary in existence. As I was on the air... Three of the macho, maniacal guys were battling one lantern fly in the bathroom. This lantern fly had perched itself on the porcelain palace. They were running around like little girly men. Oh, what are we going to do? We tried to flush the lantern fly down the toilet, but it wouldn't go. Ah! Ah! They were running away like girly men. And I said to them, you have joined the war resistors and the pacifists out there. The growing number of Americans like my wife, Nancy, who would look at a lantern fly on a windowsill as they crawl up skyscrapers like the Empire State Building. It's like Alfred Hitchcock's The Birds. But instead, there are lantern flies everywhere. So choose your sides, ladies and gentlemen. I have put aside my differences with the schmuck to putz, Chuck E. Cheese Schumer. I am taking orders from headquarters. Who would know better than Chuck Schumer? His father was an exterminator. It's in his DNA. He is our czar in this battle. Do not follow my wife, Nancy, the animal rights activists and others out there who wouldn't harm a fly or pull a fly wing or deal with any kind of atrocity as they have declared this lanternfly genocide. Lou, they have declared this lanternfly genocide. Are you going to be a warrior? Or are you going to be a girly man? And join the war resistors and pacifists who do not want to do harm to the lanternfly. If I can cross the Maginot Line and join General Chuck Schumer... All of you can do that while you're holding your nose. We need to do it for America.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Check this out. No one knows New York better. The founder of the Guardian Angels, Curtis Lewa. And you can't compete against that. On 77 WABC. I like to be in America. Okay, by me in America. Everything free in America. For a small fee in America. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, your lunchtime edition of WABC continues to the 1 o'clock hour. And then I turn over the 50,000 powerful WhatsApp sound to Lieutenant Colonel Greg Kelly. Hopefully he will get on board and be part of the aerial assault against the lantern flies. Having been an ace fighter pilot... But let's put that aside. The buses continue to pour into the Port Authority right in Times Square. And they are pounding the hound from Texas. Governor Abbott on one side is giving them little stipends and telling them, Onward to Nueva York! Nueva York! And they have to make many stops along the way, and many of these illegal aliens are jumping off because they hear of the horrific crime in New York City and say, Hey! I just left horrific crime in Mexico City and Guatemala City and Honduras and El Salvador. I'm not interested in jumping back into the fire from the frying pan. But to those intrepid souls who continue to flood into the Port Authority, yesterday was indeed a unique day, Lou, because on the receiving line was not the newly anointed Mother Teresa of... uh, Sanctuary mayors in America, our own Eric Adams, who has no plan, who has no plan. He was too busy. He was off in Martha's Vineyard fundraising in the morning. How do you like that? Fundraising to get reelected in 2025. God, this guy knows no end of his smacks in the face of New York City residents. So he sent... As part of his delegation, a man named Castro was head of immigrant affairs for the city of New York. Most of the illegals on this trip were from Venezuela. They had left the land of Hugo Chavez that is now being run by the Ralph Cramden of Venezuela. That's right, he was a bus driver in Caracas, Maduro, the totalitarian dictator. And they thought, oh, are you related to Fidel or Raul Castro behind the sugarcane curtain of Cuba? And the uh, head of immigration affairs for the Adams administration said, look, I was very sympathetic to both Castro's when they were alive. I sided with them against America, especially Trump. But no, I am not related to Fidel or Raul Castro. I would suggest this, Lou, since the headlines are replete with stories on the back pages about the uh, complete disastrous plunge of my beloved Yankees Maybe even down a basement berth at this rate. Reeling Yankees blanked in latest disaster. Two hit by the dreaded Red Sox. Lou, we have no closer out of the bullpen. We have no one who can take on the legacy of Mariano Rivera from Panama. How about this? 
How about Cashman, general manager, instead of trying to trade his way or barter his way or somehow wean a closer from other Major League Baseball clubs that are not really going to want to help the Yankees? How about this? How about sending his scouts down to the Port Authority when these illegal Venezuelans are getting off the bus, taking them to the side street on 43rd Street and say, you like baseball? Yeah. You like to pitch? Yeah. And do a tryout right there. Lou, we may end up getting our closer as an illegal alien from Venezuela. All we need them for is just a few months to get through the playoffs and into the World Series. And boy, it'll be on the cheap. And let me tell you something. The illegals continue to flood in. And even though he was away in Martha's Vineyard fundraising, Eric Adams, uh, the swagger man who has no plan, this is what he had to say yesterday. Well, first, we are going to fulfill our moral and legal obligation to house everyone that enters uh, New York City. Uh, That is what we have done, and that is what we will continue to do. Ladies and gentlemen, yesterday, my husband-in-law, better known as former Governor David Patterson, uh, he's called my husband-in-law by John Katsimatidis, our owner and operator, great talk show host in his own right, because... Uh, He was my partner at AM 970, the answer four years of my life that I'll never be able to get back in the afternoon drive. And I introduced him to my wife, Mary, at that time. And like Henny Youngman, I said, take my wife. And he he took my wife, proving that love is mine. But boy, is he in double trouble with Democrats, Lou. Let me tell you, yesterday in the 8 to 10 o'clock block, always filled with newsmakers, John Getz, and then it bleeds over into the front pages of Monday's paper. We talk about it all day long on WABC, and they talk about it on all the national TV shows. This is what my husband-in-law, David Patterson, said. The governor of Texas, Greg Abbott, has come up with, I think, is one of the most brilliant political strategies I've heard in a long time. He is now persona non grata amongst Democrats. When he is introduced at night by John Katsimatidis and Lydia Serrani, at the 5 o'clock roundtable discussion, normally the guests are introduced as Republicans or Democrats. He is a Democrat in exile after saying that. Could I hear that again, Lou? He seems to be siding with the Republican governor, Greg Abbott, in Texas. The governor of Texas, Greg Abbott, has come up with, I think, is one of the most brilliant political strategies I've heard in a long time. Yes, brilliant. I agree. I concur with my husband-in-law, but... Uh, Eric Adams, away fundraising all Sunday morning. By the way, the press has not reported on that. I don't know why. Why they protect Eric Adams. I guess his complexion is his protection. But then again, he weighed in on the massive numbers, he said, even though they're just a few hundred at this point. The massive numbers of illegals that are being sent to their port of call, New York City, by pounding the hound by Greg Abbott. Why has he targeted New York City? Uh, we have done nothing to Texas. Why has he turned this into a political statement instead of a personal statement with people who are seeking assistance? Did you hear Eric Adams, the swagger man with no plan, our mayor, did you hear him, uh, Lou, say, we have sent nothing to Texas? Yes, a lot of our citizens have fled New York City to Texas, Tennessee, Florida, Georgia, North Carolina, South Carolina, Virginia, and parts unknown. Oh, my God, he is so out of contact. By the way, can we remind him that his ally in the mayoral election against me, uh, 
the proud, righteous, former governor, Democrat, my husband-in-law, can remind him uh, what David Patterson said yesterday of who is getting the better of who? The governor of Texas, Greg Abbott, has come up with, I think, is one of the most brilliant political strategies I've heard in a long time. You couldn't be more hopelessly right. My husband-in-law, Governor David Patterson, meantime, on the gubernatorial front, Governor Crime Wave Kathy Holcomb was not going to be left out of this discussion. Uh, It's clear that she put her uh, six-inch stiletto heels right in her mouth. I don't know if you've ever seen Governor Kathy uh, Hochul. She's a bit of a shorty short. So she's got to wear the stacked heels, or when she's speaking, they have to put uh, like a wooden box for her to get up to the podium because she is so short. They've done this for male politicians, female politicians, but she prefers to wear the stacked heels. And remember, over the weekend, not to be left out of this argument with Governor Abbott, she said, this is a good thing, the illegal aliens coming in. They're a source of cheap labor upstate where we need illegal aliens to till the farms, to milk the cows. Our dairy industry is hurting. Our wineries are hurting. The vineyards need to have the illegal aliens to tend it. And then somebody had a reminder in the crowd, hey, wait a second, uh, you, you've just increased not only the hourly pay for farm workers, but you've increased their overtime. And the farmers and the dairy farmers are saying, no mas, no mas. And Governor Hochul said to all of us, she wanted us to set aside our passions around illegal aliens and say, this is actually good for our economy That's what Republicans used to say during Reagan. And Democrats used to be the ones to say no to illegal aliens because they supported the farm workers, chairman of the United Farm Workers Union, Cesar Chavez, who was opposed to illegal aliens coming in and working the fields. Because then the farm owners would hire the illegals at pennies to a dollar and not pay the members of the United Farm Workers Union. Oh, how history has gone kukulamunga on us. And it was one year ago, Lou, I guess you forgot, you should have marked it on your calendar, that Andrew Evilize Cuomo stepped aside because he was the perv uh, governor. And there were allegations after allegations, including from a female state trooper who has gone nameless, that he had his hands all over their bodies, their anatomy. And remember what Andrew Evilize Cuomo said? It was part of being Italian. It was an Italian thing. It was an ethnic thing. It was in his DNA. He always liked to put hands on women. And many Italian-Americans felt that that was an insult. That was disgraziata, to claim that he was a perv based on his Italian-American heritage. Well, here it is. A year ago, he resigned. Is there a clamor amongst Democrats? Is there anyone out there in this vast, empty city of ours in which we have not gotten back uh, on track that want Andrew Evilize Cuomo back? Uh, Up there in Plattsburgh, is there a voice, one voice, asking for Andrew Evilize Cuomo? Or out there in Quag, where I understand that his uh, brother Fredo, that's right, uh, Chris Cuomo, Andrew Evilize Cuomo, and their hitter, Joe Pococo, out of federal prison on corruption and shakedown and extortion charges, have taken to the Cuomo yacht, the SS uh, Mario Cuomo, and are actually hunting sharks. They're trying to contribute to the normalcy and the benefit of everyone out in the Southamptons and Quag. I don't hear one call. 
Meantime, let's take you south of the border to Mexico, where the narco-terrorists rule, where they actually have pictures of Joaquin El Chapo Guzman up on the light posts in many of the cities throughout Mexico. He is considered the patron saint for the narco-terrorists. And the president of Mexico, even though we have Joaquin El Chapo Guzman in the bowels of Florence, the max prison in Colorado, where they never see natural light. It's all underground. It doesn't matter. He is the patron saint there. And in order to battle the narco-terrorists, the president of Mexico has begun exploring plans to sidestep his Congress to hand formal control of the National Guard to the Army, a move that could extend the military's control over policing in a country. No, the narco-terrorists control most of the military, and it's just endless. And you know how we know that illegals uh, are amongst us, uh, Lou, especially illegal Mexicans. Uh, remember when Donald Trump was declaring his uh, bid for the presidency back in 2016 and came down the escalators at, uh, uh, at his Trump building on Fifth Avenue? He said that they are bad hombres. A chihuahua, a Mexican chihuahua, was stolen in a violent Brooklyn robbery. And thankfully, it's back home after their owners paid a ransom. Now, that's typically what happens in Mexico. I know I have guardian angels in Mexico City. They kidnap a person. They drive them to an ATM machine. And if they can't clear out your bank account, then they hold you hostage. And they say, here, take your cell phone, call up somebody close to you, and let you know you got 72 hours to send us every peso, every American dollar, every euro you have. Or guess what? We're going to execute you and hang you from a light pole. That's why I know, you know, this is my field of expertise. When they start stealing little Mexican chihuahua dogs in the streets, we're not talking about bull mastiffs. We're not talking about French bulldogs that seem to be the choice of the criminals of late. We're not talking about pit bulls. When have you heard of a Mexican chihuahua being kidnapped in the streets of New York City? I say to you, this is an indication that illegal alien criminals are amongst us. And speaking of dogs, we have a monkeypox update. I was very concerned, very concerned, Lou, when the uh, World Health Organization announced the first animal that had been infected with monkeypox was a dog. The two owners have now surfaced. In Paris, it happens to be a French couple who are gay. And they claim, as do the World Health Organization authorities, that the way the dog got monkeypox was after sharing their bed and obviously was exposed to the infection. They said nothing was sexual, Lou. Don't don't get the wrong idea. Because these Parisian men, ages 44 and 27, are believed to have contracted the virus after having sexual contact with other men during their non-monogamous relationship. Oh, they had an open relationship. They were fornicating and copulating outside of the sanctities of marriage. As a righteous heterosexual, no, I am not homosexual, I am not bisexual, and I am not non-binary. Let me warn everyone out there, regardless of you who you are, you better stay monogamous. Or let me tell you something. It's going to cost you alimony. It's going to cost you child support. It's going to cost you a fortune. doesn't matter what your sexuality or gender identification is. Abstinence is your cure. 
Make me the czar of the World Health Organization, Lou, and I will tell everyone out there, every man, homosexual, bisexual, non-binary, or heterosexual, keep your rocket in your pocket. Abstinence is the cure. And oh, glory, Haliaski, hallelujah. Everyone out in Long Island should be celebrating Dancing the Horror and the Tarantella. After 70 years of planning and debate, the $2.5 billion Long Island Railroad project for the third track, its first day was today. Rich Radavali, everybody else here is celebrating? Not. And you know why, Lou? Because nobody's riding the Long Island Railroad any longer. So $2.5 billion right down the drain, 70 years of planning. And debate, years and years of delays and retracking, and all for naught. And then they built that that special link right into Grand Central. Why? For billions and billions of dollars. Nobody's riding the Long Island Railroad any longer. The founder of the Guardian Angels. A group dedicated to fight crime. On the streets of New York and on the air right now. Curtis Lewa on 77 WABC. Classic. Classic. Let's party like it's 1999. Put your hands in the air like you just don't care in this lunchtime edition here at WABC. And the reason I'm playing this Prince Classic, a.k.a. The Artist, I've been walking the streets of New York and I take notice. I am not a fashionista extraordinaire. You're not going to see me on the, uh, <laughs> the runways of fashion shows or in the audience. Like the swagger man with no plan, Eric Adams. Three snaps up, not. But, Lou, I have detected that this brand-new generation actually has no idea where their fashionista statements are from now. Let me give you an idea. And remember, I'm not a fashionista, but as I walk about, I look at this brand-new generation. My own son, Anthony, who's 18, just graduated high school, an intern here. I'm going to question him on our next podcast, Father and Son, Anthony and Chester. For instance, I notice that a lot of them are wearing Y2K gear. Y2K ass, as I called it, when uh, <laughs> that loony kazuni from Parts Unknown, Art Bell, had us all believing it was the end of the world. Well, they have a whole line of garb. That is reflective of the year 2000. I don't know if you've noticed that amongst um, some of the women, crop tops, check it, and swirl prints, and jelly shoes. Who the hell is going to be wearing jelly shoes? Well, guess what? The generation of my sons, Anthony, Carter, Hunter, they brought back jelly shoes. Torn jeans, mini skirts, trucker and bucket hats, scrunchies. And Van slip-on sneakers. Have you noticed that? Take notice, Lou, and the rest of you out there, baby boomers, or those of you whose grandchildren seem like they're in a flashback to the 90s. And that doesn't leave out the guys. I've detected that there are all kinds of throwback shirts on now that have the alternative music 
of the 90s. Boy bands, hip-hop, grunge, band tees, flannel shirts, biker jackets, jackets, bandanas, ripped jeans, bucket hats, and yes, combat boots. So let's party like it's 1999 here, Lou. Uh, And there was a party going on yesterday. In between my many shifts here at WABC, especially on the weekends, where it's always broadcasting, Curtis, I do the Quinella, five separate shifts, the overnights, afternoons, you name it, I do it. I left, I departed these hollowed grounds of our 100th anniversary WABC and said, wow, are we going to have a party like they had yesterday along 6th Avenue? The annual Dominican Day Parade. Enough of that music, because that's not bachata or uh, that is not the kind of music that would inspire me, merengue, to be a Dominicano. Because all I did yesterday in working the crowd, which this this is a tip to all politicians out there, most of you who can't speak Spanish like me, ole. Ole, hola, ole, hola, hola, yeah, 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 and they're high-fiving, shaking my hands, yeah, screaming at me in Spanish. I don't know if it was invectives or salutations and greetings, but if you were out there, you saw me working the crowd. And who was I there for, Lou? Not just for the annual Dominican Day Parade. I and the Guardian Angels were there every year. Because remember, we patrol Washington Heights inward. That's the epicenter, Dominican activity, and Patterson. That's right, First Ward, Fourth Ward. In that city, a lot of Dominicanos. We were there for Congressman Lee Zeldin and his running mate, Lieutenant Governor Candidate Esposito. And there were quite a few Republicans out there. I must acknowledge to you, in the past, a lot of times Republicans have avoided attending the annual Dominican Day Parade. In fact, they've almost hidden their party affiliation, and they just allowed the Democrats to rule. Yeah, you had the delegations for Crime Wave Kathy Holcomb. You had the delegations for, uh, ah, man, Eric Adams, law and order, not. But there were persons who were screaming at crime wave Kathy Holcomb as her entourage passed saying, hey, what about Jose Alba? Why did he have to go back to Santiago in the DR, Dominican Republic? Couldn't you have provided him security? And she was oblivious. But I was proud of Congressman Lee Zeldin, and I was proud of his lieutenant governor candidate, Esposito, because they were greeted well by the crowd. I mean, I had to leave right at the start of the parade to get back here and broadcast. But by everybody who continued on with their entourage up to the parades, and there were Dominicanos who were saying, this time I'm voting Republican. This time I'm not going to get fooled again. This time I'm not going to get bamboozled by our leaders who tell us we were birth Democrats, we will die Democrats. Hell, I'll die in the streets of New York City from all the crime. And then finally, a great note, Lou. Carlos Santana is back. Remember, recently he had fainted on stage in Wisconsin, and everybody thought his Depends tour would end. I don't know what it is from all the rock and rollers of the 60s, the age of Woodstock. They, they continue. They continue to go on tour their groupies uh, are wearing Depends. Their roadies are wearing Depends. And, in fact, the bad members are wearing Depends. But Carlos Santana is back. He's back on tour. And I remember I was locked up in a jail cell in the Ninth Precinct in the Lower East Side when a raucous number of Carlos Santana followers and Carlos Santana was being brought in. And I looked at him as he was being booked. And I said, oh, you're Carlos Santana. And he said to me, 
Oh, you're that vigilante guy. Oh, those were the days of the LES Lower East Side. But up next, it's our Lieutenant Colonel Greg Kelly in the war against Lampin Fox. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. 